This summer, a lot of companies started going back to business as usual, and some even began bringing workers back into offices. But recently, the Delta variant, which is even more contagious than other strains of COVID, has caused a dramatic rise in infections. Now, the U.S. is seeing its highest case counts since February. The latest COVID spike has been complicating businesses' reopening plans, and it's prompting more companies to do something they had previously resisted, mandating their employees get vaccinated. Disney and Walmart, two of the largest employers in the country, becoming the latest companies to mandate vaccines. Uber joins Netflix, Google, Facebook, Morgan Stanley, Lyft, United, The Washington Post, and Saks Fifth Avenue, all requiring vaccines for at least some employees. I think what we're seeing now is sort of the dominoes falling, where a number of employers are looking to sort of these high-profile companies and deciding they feel like they need to ask all employees to either disclose their vaccination status or to be vaccinated to return to their campuses. Still, executives have a lot to think about before instituting a mandate. Like, how should they verify who's been vaccinated? And what should they do if employees refuse to comply? And the central question, whether a company should even get involved with employee health decisions in the first place. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, August 3rd. Coming up on the show, the tricky logistics of vaccine mandates and how one HR executive made the call for her company. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. When vaccines were first approved last year, most corporate executives hoped that they wouldn't have to require employees to get the shot. They hoped people would just do it on their own. This winter, this spring, as most Americans are getting access to shots, most HR executives say that they really felt that it was their duty to provide information, that they wanted to do all they could to encourage the shots. That's our colleague Chip Cutter, who covers the workplace. But most of them said that they would never consider putting mandates in place. They just felt that that was a step too far for private companies, and they didn't feel it was their role. They felt that there were a range of different views in the workplace about the vaccines, and so they didn't want to sort of have a top-down approach. But they must have really wanted all of their employees to get vaccinated, because that would obviously make it easier for business to just return to normal. They did. I mean, many said that they would like to do this, but they felt that it wasn't feasible. And I I think about United CEO Scott Kirby saying that he'd like to be able to put a mandate in place for the company's employees. He said this in January, but he said it would take a lot of companies to do it for it to be feasible. And I think that's what many felt here. They did not want to sort of be out on a limb. They didn't want to be the only ones in their industry doing this. For months then, executives stood up at town hall meetings and shared selfies of them getting the shots. They talked about why it'd be important for employees to get vaccinated. They dangled cash and time off and all sorts of sort of creative ways to try to convince their employees to get vaccinated. And some companies, for example, 
held on-site vaccine clinics, just brought people on site. They vaccinated all their employees at once, and they felt that that was sort of the right way to do this. And so you saw just a sort of range of approaches. And as the vaccination rate plateaued in late spring, some organizations decided that mandates might be unavoidable. A number of companies sort of started to feel this pressure that they had to do something more. And so that's what started to lead to companies saying, we're going to put mandates in place. We're going to be more rigid about this. Companies that started thinking about mandates did have some legal standing to go on. Back in December, a federal agency called the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission said that vaccine mandates were legal as long as there were religious and medical exemptions. One of the first places that imposed a vaccine mandate was a hospital in Houston called Houston Methodist. It employs about 26,000 people, and it put out its mandate in April. The hospital system said that all of its nurses, doctors, and administrative staffers, all of its employees would need to be vaccinated by June. And the CEO of that hospital system said that its patients expected their caregivers to be vaccinated and that if the hospital was all about safety, he couldn't reasonably say that their employees shouldn't get the shot. Houston Methodist said that if employees weren't vaccinated by June 7th, they'd be suspended for two weeks. And if they still didn't do it, they could be fired. And this was almost instantly met with controversy. Some of the hospital's employees, for example, held protests. And there was ultimately a lawsuit filed. More than 100 employees sued Houston Methodist Hospital because it required all employees to get vaccinated or risk losing their job. Plaintiffs call the vaccines unapproved, experimental, and say they're being treated like guinea pigs. So I spoke with employees at the hospital system who said that they just felt uncomfortable with this. They raised concerns, for example, that the vaccines had not received full FDA approval. They said that they weren't anti-vaccine, but they just felt that they had concerns about sort of the speed that these shots were developed. And so many just felt they weren't comfortable at that moment receiving the vaccine. In June, a federal judge dismissed the employee lawsuit. And about a week later, the hospital said that more than 99% of employees complied with the mandate. But the hospital also said that 153 people didn't comply, and they were either fired or resigned as a result. One of the next big test cases was at Indiana University, which has more than 100,000 students and employees. Indiana University, the Big Ten school based in Bloomington, in mid-May made the announcement that all of its faculty, staff, and students would need to receive a vaccine for the fall semester. And there were a group of some students who quickly filed a lawsuit against this. Tonight, a group of Indiana University students fighting the school's vaccine mandate in court right now. The federal lawsuit argues the mandate violates the students' constitutional rights as well as... And just like with the Houston Methodist lawsuit, the vaccine mandate was allowed to stand. Breaking news just in, a federal judge has upheld a vaccine mandate at Indiana University, saying the school can decide a vaccine is in the best interest of students and staff. This has also sort of given other schools kind of cover to say that they want to do the same. And so we've seen schools mostly on the coasts put vaccine mandates in place, but many were watching this Indiana University case. Many were following to see sort of where these mandates could stand. With both these rulings on the books and COVID cases rising rapidly again, more companies have established mandates, like Facebook and Google parent company Alphabet. And so you started to saw this ripple effect where it was sort of one tech company after another sort of saying that when their offices reopened this fall, people that were going to be back in the office would need to have a vaccine. 
As all this was playing out, one executive in Boston was watching carefully and trying to figure out what her company should do. What she decided, that's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever, and you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. Katie Burke is the chief people officer at HubSpot, It's a tech company in Boston that makes marketing software. It has about 5,000 employees. So in the spring, when vaccines started to become more widely available, what kind of conversations were you having at your company about whether employees needed to get vaccinated? We took the stance as a company at the time that we were going to recommend vaccines, encourage people to get vaccines, but not require them at the time. But when the Delta variant began to spread in mid-June, Katie's perspective started to change. HubSpot had already decided to let workers stay remote permanently if they wanted, but some employees were coming back to the office, and they were concerned, especially parents of children who were too young to get the vaccine. They didn't feel safe working alongside unvaccinated colleagues. We started to feel as though it's pretty clear the pandemic isn't over, and we need to stay vigilant on this front. So what were the pros and cons that you debated as you started thinking about instituting a mandate? So I think the pros are we care really deeply about our employee safety and well-being. And I understand people's concerns both about the Delta variant and as caregivers of young children or people who are medically compromised. I do think it is scary for people to think about the risk if they're not sure that other people are vaccinated in the office. And so those are the obvious pros. On the con side of things, it is, as you know, an incredibly personal and political issue. And it also veers into, we tend to have a culture of we trust people. It's, you know, one of our mottos is use good judgment. We really like to leave things in people's hands. We believe the best people in the world don't want to be micromanaged and want to make their own decisions. And so there are many decisions where there is an obvious right answer. This is harder because it feels like you're crossing a line with regard to employee decisions that we haven't before. And so it's new territory for us and for many other companies. It's interesting you say crossing a line. Do you think that this could create a situation where there's sort of a slippery slope where the company feels under pressure at some point in the future to do more on employee health and, and require other things that employees are supposed to do, like, say, exercise or sleep eight hours a night or, or other things that are shown to be, you know, good for people's health. 
I think that's why we debated it so seriously, Ryan. I think the truth is we don't want to cross that line long-term in other decisions. I want our employees to feel autonomy over how much they work out. I want them to maintain privacy over their medical records and how they make their personal health decisions. Where that changes for us is this is truly an issue where someone not being vaccinated could compromise someone else in the office and have an impact on their health and their family's health. And so you really do have to think about what's good for the team and for the community we're operating in. So how is this rule going to be enforced? We're working on the details of that now. It is imperative that we offer a really clear medical exception and also religious exception. We are currently deciding on whether or not we require the card itself. And what we're veering towards is asking folks to just declare that they are vaccinated and be clear about that or share their date of vaccination, but not include the card itself. And one of the things we're doing is really messaging the fact that you don't have to come back. So if you are someone even who is vaccinated, but would prefer not to share that information, that's okay. You're able to work remotely. Can you say more about why not ask employees to show their vaccine card? Yep. It's something we're debating and discussing now. And the reason for that, so two things. One, our culture is very predicated on this use good judgment, trust each other kind of overall approach. And so it feels fitting with our culture that we would just ask folks to say, hey, here's where I stand on this front. But two, storing medical information and storing someone's vaccine card, we want to make sure we're really thoughtful about that and do it for good reason. So how have your employees responded to your decision about the vaccine mandate? I would say so far the feedback is positive. I got a note, for example, from one of the folks who works at our front desk team yesterday saying, thank you for making this decision. It feels like you're really looking out for those of us who do have to be in the office. I got some questions from people saying, I have some concerns about how we're going to roll this out, or I want more detail on that front, how the data will be collected, when, how, where, under what circumstances, that kind of thing. But the overall response was really positive. Some of the people that are opposed to businesses mandating vaccines say simply that it's just not the job of a company to make this kind of a health requirement. What do you think of that argument? I understand why people feel that way, because I think for a while we felt that way too. The truth is we're at a tipping point as it relates to the response to COVID-19 right now. And I think Yes, employers certainly have an obligation to their employees, and we also have an obligation to make sure that we're good, thoughtful corporate citizens. And I think that includes looking out for public health. And I view public health as truly public health, but also the well-being of all of our employees versus the importance of individual decisions on this front. In the past two weeks, vaccine mandates have spread beyond the tech world. And our colleague Chip says that he thinks that more announcements are coming. So I've been asking this question of every executive I talk with, and most say they expect to see more dominoes fall. They think we're still at the beginning of this, that more and more companies will sort of say that they feel like they have to do this just to keep people safe. I think what executives don't want is for people to come back into their workplaces, for there to be a COVID outbreak, for workers to get sick. And so a number of HR executives and CEOs say that they think we're going to see more and more of these decisions announced in the coming days. For some companies, vaccine requirements don't apply to everyone. 
Walmart's mandate, for instance, only applies to corporate staff and managers, not store or warehouse workers. And while a lot of companies are adopting vaccine mandates, there are still a lot of holdouts. There are a range of sort of big employers like GE and others that have said they are not going to require vaccines. And interestingly, the Partnership for New York City, which is a nonprofit that represents business leaders in New York and has members like J.P. Morgan Chase and others, have said that they do not think this is the role of business, that you know, that organization is advocating for a national federal vaccine mandate, they feel that the government is sort of putting a burden on employers to require vaccines, and they don't feel comfortable with that. Another reason employers might think twice is because they don't want to alienate employees. This is a tight talent and labor market right now. Companies don't want to do anything that's going to make workers upset that might cause them to quit and join a competitor. And so I think many executives have sort of not wanted to do this. Many executives say that these decisions have been really hard. Should we require vaccines? Should we reopen offices to unvaccinated workers plus vaccinated workers? Should we put them all in the same section together? I mean, there's, these are the questions that executives are sort of having to think about, and they're really tough. And I think that's why many executives have sort of taken their time on this, because they feel like there are going to be real consequences if they get these decisions wrong. That's all for today, Tuesday, August 3rd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.